Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hey, y'all. Seven Rounds in Heaven is back. We're brought to you by the Armchair All-Americans as part of the Armchair Media Network. The entire 2020 NFL Draft has wrapped up, and that means draft grades, but not quite. It is I, Rob Paul, a.k.a. the King of the North. Me, me and Chase Claypool are. And with me, as always, is AJ. Oops, the Seahawks did it again. Marchese. Uh If I asked you to point out Abbotsford, BC on a map, who would do it more accurately, you or ESPN? Well, me. I mean, okay. I, I hope. I hope so, too. <laughs> I, 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 I would get close, I think. I almost flew there once, so like I know where it is for sure. How do you almost fly to Abbotsford? Well, there's this thing called COVID going on. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, remember I had that sick pass and I was going to fly all over Canada? Yeah, I do. I forgot yeah, about that. That that worked out well. Yeah, they fucked you. They fucked you there. Anyways, <laughs> that's not what this show's about. Well, not yet. And as we run out of episode ideas, it might uh, later in the month, maybe, it becomes about that. Yeah, uh, we'll be discussing... Uh, how airlines should handle uh, reimbursing customers for COVID. <laughs> With home security, there's two ways you can go about protecting your home. There's the traditional way, where you wait weeks for a technician to do a messy installation that costs a small fortune. Or there's the other way, Simply Safe. Simply Safe is everything you need in a home security system. It's award-winning protection, two-time winner of CNET Editor's Choice Award. Simply Safe blankets your whole home in safety. You get comprehensive protection for your entire home outdoor cameras and doorbells and my phone locked and if i had simply safe it wouldn't have uh and doorbells alert you to anyone approaching your home entry motion and glass break sensor guards inside you barely notice it's there but what's truly remarkable is you can set up this system all by yourself anyone can do it it takes 30 minutes to an hour tops and there's absolutely no trade-off to your safety you'll have an army of highly trained security experts ready to dispatch police to your home at a moment's notice 24 7 and it's only 50 cents a day with no contracts and it's why the verge calls simply safe the best home security system go to simplysafe.com slash team today and you'll get free shipping and 60 day risk-free trial you've got nothing to lose go now and be sure you can go to simplysafe.com slash team that's simplysafe.com slash team aj i'm gonna be honest this coffee i'm drinking right now is hitting me so hard and i don't yeah. know why we we can all tell don't worry it is magnificent uh, and <laughs> apparently, hey, listeners, apparently instant coffee, sick. Uh, anyway, the 2020 NFL draft is over. We are sad. Uh, some Very of us, sad. Some of us are already diving into 2021 because, yeah, we got no friends. And uh, this overall, obviously, we had our first round reaction show where AJ's life uh, was cut into pieces. 
this draft overall, I don't think there was any glaring poor drafts outside of one specifically, <laughs> like <laughs> one really bad, and then like yeah. two, two, three, pretty bad. And for the most part, everyone I thought did fairly well. Like, and there was, you know, it was weird. There was a lot of teams that don't normally draft well in my eyes yeah. that I thought had great drafts. Totally. I, I like. For, so we're gonna break down our best draft classes and our worst draft classes. And my list of best draft classes is pretty long. And again, uh, totally agree. It's a lot of teams that usually fuck this up really bad. Mm-hmm. For and sure. then even for like like worst draft classes, like the, those teams you mentioned that were like kind of bad in usual years, you probably would have been like, yeah, that's a B. You know what I mean? Like that's a fine. Yeah, draft. There, there's one blatant awful draft, and then for my, I, I put three down for worst draft classes, and then I threw uh, the the other two were like, yeah, like you said, most years. Like they, they both have picks that I I can comprehend why they made picks that I don't like at least. Mm-hmm. Things like that. And then, yeah, the, it was honestly hard to cut down my list of best draft classes. I gave it a lot of... Uh, when we do our actual grades, I gave it a lot of A's. Uh, yeah. And for for the most part, the teams that like I, I was I was doing my write ups for a draft uh, grade article, and like the ones I didn't like, still it was like just compared to these ones I loved, and it'd be like a B or a B minus, and kind of whatever. Uh, I yeah. thought overall, every, I think part of that was we we mentioned it before. It was just such a talent heavy draft. Yeah, for sure. And like 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 when we did our our first round reaction show, it was like one to fifteen was like so. Chalk. 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 Everyone and, and like everyone, I, I listened to many podcasts and everyone was like, "Yeah, it was chalk." Yeah, and then even after that, like the surprises weren't that shocking, other than Jordan Brooks. Um, you know, you usually get a lot more like random fucking first round picks. And then like as we got deeper into the in the in the draft, didn't it feel like the weird picks came in streaks almost? Yes, I think so. We well, and we had that hot streak of just teams drafting guys I like. That was pretty. Yeah, cool. it it was really weird. Just like not even like like I think it was like in the fifth round or something, and it yeah. wasn't like even was guys like, that like it was like five picks in a row, just guys I stand. It, it was Robbie's run, and they weren't even like all fifth round grades. So like okay, this makes sense. It was like a bit some steals, some <laughs> reaches a bit. Just your guys though. Yeah. Um. No, I think it, it was. Uh, I'm very excited about this rookie class, obviously, because of mm-hmm. how talented it is. And I think overall, just the receivers. The receivers are kind of still the story, I think, coming out of it. There was guys who went in the seventh round who yeah. I think most years would have gone maybe even in the fourth round, speaking to K.J. Hill, for example. Yes. Um, I think there's plenty of guys like James Prochet, Isaiah Hodgins, guys who lots of people really like who went post 150 just because of the sheer depth of the class and that's kind of my main takeaway coming out is how many talented receivers ended up going yeah for sure and throughout the day and like even a couple uh undrafted guys you know what else i kind of found interesting that like all of the running back landing spots for the most part were kind of weird yeah no for sure if you like i mean jonathan taylor with the colts that certainly wasn't a spot i thought like not like i think it's an amazing fit but me too no one necessarily saw that coming because marlon mack is a competent running back and uh jk dobbins i i mean i'd seen the ravens link to a running back yeah part again that that's fun as hell yeah great fit but yeah exactly and they just took justice hill last year too and obviously mark ingram and gus the bus yeah, it's, it was a lot of teams that like drafted running back early the last two years. 
yeah. and or have like competent free agent running backs. Yeah, Lions with Swift, Bills with Moss. Uh, I, I don't want to talk about the Packers running back decision. <laughs> um, but yeah, like, like you said, it was a lot of surprising landing spots for the running backs. Yeah, Com- like like even but cool fits, cool fits. Yeah, it's true. Um, honestly. Some so it, I think it's such a bad look to have drafted a running back top 100 in the last, like you said, two years, and then to go back to that at uh, the Los Angeles Rams. At the, I mean, like just Kieran Johnson's just yeah. done. <laughs> that's it, that's, like, so, that's so weird. I don't mean like I'll save it for later. We'll talk about some of that later. Ooh, um, but yeah, and then like seeing a guy like you know Benjamin fall all that way down yeah. in the seventh round. Mm-hmm. Um, that's pretty great value. I mean, damn running backs. Uh, <clears throat> one of my favorite running backs went undrafted, and we'll talk about him later. Anyway, let's jump right into who is if if you had to pick just one, who is your number one best draft class? Because I, I I have I have my one. I gave one A plus out. I struggled. I'm gonna be honest. I struggled. Um. There's a couple of teams I, c- I couldn't separate. I, 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 for the sake of uh, moving on with our lives and picking a team, I chose the Baltimore Ravens. And that's where I went as well. It's a, what it's a what a, a haul. Like, I, as we watched the draft, it was like, Baltimore just keeps making smart picks. Baltimore just keeps making smart picks. And it's like... Uh, Ozzie Newsom might be retired, but Eric Tocosta <laughs> like, learned everything he knows from him, clearly. Yeah, exactly. It was... And the thing is... Even when the value wasn't necessarily as like not to say it was bad value as certain picks, but the just the One fits the fits were amazing. Like like the only pick that I don't. If like, you're gonna say Tyree Phillips, I think it's an amazing fit. Exactly, I I think it's way too it was too early for Tyree Phillips, but the fit is great. He's exactly what they like. So. And the, fact that, that they, and the fact that they could still come back and draft Ben Bredesen forty yeah, exactly. picks later. Yeah, and like those two both, I mean, I think those two and Ben Powers are competing for the two starting guard guard spots in Baltimore, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which is very I interesting. Mean, uh, I I don't know how much you want to get into their class, but like, like for first Baltimore, of all, yeah, let's let's dive in. I, I mean, okay. it's our, both are number one draft classes. Okay, so after the first round, you already know that we both like that Patrick Queen pick because perfect fit, perfect fit, and exactly he fell in their who lap. they need. And their biggest need by far, I think, was off ball linebacker. Yeah, and then at 55, they, they flip it to J.K. Dobbins, who, like, yeah, neither of us are supporters of taking running back that high, but if a team's going to take one, and like, take, not knowing not knowing the rest of their class either, how good it is, but uh, take a really fucking good one that's a super fun fit, and that team is just going to use yeah. it so well. My comparison for Dobbins was Mark Ingram, and now it's like, <laughs> you, you've got Mark Ingram, and I, I, honestly, I don't know what's going to happen with Justice Hill, but... Dobbins is going to be electric in that. Ingram's at his best when he's splitting carries, obviously, if you look mm-hmm. back on his crew with the Saints. So to have those two and Gus the Bus, like, ugh, that's just going to wear defenses out in the fourth quarter, especially chasing Lamar Jackson around. I wonder what Justice Hill's role is going to look like in that offense now. But... I, I wonder if he takes on a little more. Not They don't use the running back heavy, heavy in the passing game. Mm-hmm. They but should, he's, he's the most talented pass catcher of the group. Definitely. And maybe after getting just worn down by those other guys, there's just a lot more uh, room for Justice Hills catching those swing passes. Yeah. Uh, then seven, like, okay, so Dobbins was clearly better than the 55th pick in this draft. 
Uh, then we moved to the third round at 71, Justin Matabuki, who was also better than the 71st pick in this draft. So that's another fucking home run. And and with that, he's not going to necessarily have to take on a large role right away. And he's yeah. got tons of athletic upside. And you see the flashes on tape, but he needs to refine his game. He needs to get better with his hands, things like that. And you get to throw him in a front that's already mm-hmm. got, like, obviously, Calais Campbell, Matt Judon, um, um, Big Nose, uh, Brandon Williams, and, yeah. and, and, like, Derek Wolf. Like, it's a veteran-heavy D-line where he gets in as a rotational three-tech and even fronts, five-tech and odd fronts. I think that's an awesome fit. Yeah, exactly, for sure. And then... uh also in the third round, Devin Duvernay from Texas at ninety two. Add some I feel deep, like, deep speed to your slot yeah. spot, and he he does like such yak damage too. I think that's what makes him the fun fit is just get the ball in his hands on shorter throws and see what he can do. Yeah, and I think like perfect value for him right around num- number ninety two. Yeah, and then like the pick kind of no one thought would happen there at ninety eight. They come back and then get Malik Harrison as well as Patrick Queen, which that's, is I think that's. If, if you're to like look at there's a couple teams that kind of doubled down obviously Baltimore mm-hmm. did it twice with the linebackers and the guards yeah. um, but I think pairing Queen Harrison is maybe my favorite kind of <sighs> duo pick just because what Queen does so well it, like he's an athletic aggressive freak who can go yeah. sideline to sideline Malik Harrison not to say he's not athletic but he's much much bigger Yes, and, and he's a downhill thumper, but it, he's not a bad athlete. And kind of getting those two, I think they just contrast each other perfectly. Queen is the Absolutely. weak inside, Harrison is the the strong inside. It's perfect. I still am not sure why Harrison slid to almost pick one hundred. Um, well, reading the scouts' quotes on the McGinn file, it was just like they questioned his overall athleticism, but like it, it's yeah. not again. It's not like he's a bad athlete. So. Yeah, he didn't test poorly either. So I, no, like, exactly. Combining those two is just a, an absolute home run. And then, like like we touched upon, they get the guards the next couple picks. Uh, I, I don't like the Phillips value, but that's a really I, good fit. I think he fits better than Bredesen. I think I do too. Yeah. If I have to bet on one of those two starting, it's Phillips at left guard. I think Bredesen's the better player. I think Bredesen's the, the, the safer player. I think Phillips mm-hmm. higher ceiling and just landing. This is. Honestly, this is by far the best team Tyree Phillips could have landed on. Yeah, that's so true. Um, like, think about it with like Orlando Brown last year. Yeah, or two years ago. Two years ago. Um, he he landed in the absolute perfect spot for what this offense does and what he does, and I, that's kind of the same to obviously a lesser extent, but the same idea I think with Tyree Phillips. Yeah, for sure. I mean, not just to not linger on this too long. The Washington pick, I think, is good. Yeah, great. Then, I think I think Washington strong rotational five tech. Yeah, and then that Prochet and the Geno Stone pick, I, I think both are absolute steals. So I I would not be surprised if James Prochet has a larger role than, or more maybe Devin Duvernay has a more specified role, but James Prochet has a larger role. Do you know what I mean? Like like <clears throat> Duvernay is almost like a gadget guy, but Prochet is the true slot at some point. Early on, at least, yeah, yeah. for sure. And then Geno Stone, I still don't understand why he fell to the seventh. Me neither. Uh, he at at bare minimum, Geno Stone's going to be a stud on special teams. Mm-hmm. Baltimore also just loves taking safeties. AJ likes later than they should go. Yeah, shout out Deshaun Elliott. He's gonna he's gonna emerge now, baby. Let's well, go. One of them has to start. It's true. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if Stone is starting early for the Ravens. 
Or at least has a, again, a, a, some sort of defined role. Dime mm-hmm. linebacker. Yeah. Uh, um, but yeah, that I thought that was a money draft. They Every pick there, you can see a way that they're contributing early on. Uh, and I think I think Queen having Harrison immediately beside him makes his ceiling yeah. almost higher. And his yeah, floor no, higher, for that matter. Um, it, it's like it, they just had the perfect class. Like, it's perfect value and... Like, they hit all their needs. They pretty much just home run that shit. Yeah. Uh, who else Who else uh, do you love? Uh, there's Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, there's a lot of teams. There's a lot of teams I just gave it straight A's to. Yeah. yeah. Hard, hard, like, hard not to love the Cowboys. Yeah, kind of shocking how many teams drafted well as we, we go back to that. Um, uh, well, first of all, they start with that, that CD Lamb pick, which we both love so fucking much. Like I, I know Shaysan was still there, but I think they made the right choice. I like, do too. When do when too. a guy that good slips and yeah, like wide receiver wasn't the biggest need, but he's gonna come in and be wide receiver two immediately for the Cowboys. And, and it wasn't not a need either. You know what I mean? Like yeah, there agreed. there was there was a need to come out of this draft, especially a draft loaded receiver, mm-hmm. with a potential starter to complement Cooper and Gallup. And especially yeah. because they don't have like a consistent tight end threat either, right? They need that third pass catcher, and they got the absolute best case scenario. Especially, and then even after like after Gallup and uh, Cooper, it's kind of up in the air the rest of their roster. So Tony uh, Pollard has something to say. I mean, I love Tony Pollard. They should use him more. And then uh, second round, you get Diggs, who I think is right there where he should be, and another big need, another good fit. A guy that if Lamb wasn't there at seventeen, they might have taken at seventeen. It's possible. I mean, we've seen it with some get mocked there for sure. That, no, that's what they said. Yeah, I well, I, I never believe what they say after it's. They every team always gets the top player on their board. They so would have taken Ben DiNucci there if the other six guys they drafted. <laughs> yeah, um, all... but but with with Diggs, obviously all the physical tools are there to be a starting corner in the NFL. He just needs refinement to his game and to get him here instead of having to overdraft him yeah. i think like i still don't love trevon diggs i think he was like 80 something on my board but also i don't love doing this but if you flip that neville gallimore and trevon diggs picks <laughs> like i feel a lot better about it so i see for me i'm fine i, I got dig i had digs in the 50s so this this fits perfectly for me and then yeah gallimore i was i was higher on than digs so if you flip it even more i mean both are digs is good value and gallimore is a f- absolute steal in my opinion and they they need the help there, and I think that's another perfect My fish. favorite thing about the Gallimore-Dallas thing is he gets to sit behind Gerald McCoy, yeah. who's like his best-case scenario he becomes <laughs> yeah. that type of player. Yeah, for sure. And, and not only is – like Neville Gallimore is good enough to be in the rotation right away, so that takes some wear and tear off Gerald McCoy to make him overall more effective. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and if Gallimore can kind of put together a pass rush plan and work on his hands – to have a scenario where you've got Neville Gallimore and Gerald McCoy along with Tank Lawrence on passing downs, like that's pretty scary. Um, the only downside is Gallimore's wearing like number seventy-five. That's gross. Yeah, I don't like that either. <laughs> Again, I don't. I don't. We'll save the real in-depth conversations for when we do our draft grades. But they smoked the fourth round again, and Reggie Robinson, one of my favorite players. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tyler B. Addish, uh, both of our guy, we, we liked way more that's, in the fourth round. That's two guys I had in my top 100 that they get in the fourth round. Yeah, me too. And then uh, another guy that's so close to my top 100, Bradley and I, 
in the fifth round uh, at another position of need. Like, that's just a hell of a fucking... And then Ben DiNucci, the next Tony Romo. And, and like, yeah, that's cool as hell for preseason. You know, watch Ben DiNucci play a little uh, <laughs> Dallas Cowboys football. Um, but with Anai, Robinson, and Biotish, like, Robinson's a developmental starter in my eyes. Yeah, Biotish is competing for that center job with McGovern in my eyes. Yeah. And Anai gives you a guy who, on passing downs, could be the, that edge opposite Tank Lawrence. I know, like, they draft... Or they... Sorry, they signed Alden Smith. They have Dorrance Armstrong. Like, they have guys there, but I wouldn't be surprised if Anaya ends up coming out as, like, the situational pass rusher opposite Lawrence. I know Anaya slipped to the fifth round, uh, but, like, I, I, I trust him more than those other two guys. Yeah, I mean, Alden Smith hasn't played football in two years. And exactly, and, yeah. You didn't, yeah. you didn't like Dorrance Armstrong coming out. Mm-mm. And I've always hated Alden Smith because he was a Niner, so. <laughs> yes. Uh, okay, uh, let me throw one out. Um, hmm, there's just so many. There is. I mean, it's it's hard not for uh, not to love the, uh, the 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 Cincinnati Bengals. Yeah, man, the Bengals again. Like I respect that they. Okay, obviously they got the best quarterback in the draft, Joe Burrow, slam dunk. We all know that. I respect that they tripled down on linebacker, which was their biggest need outside of quarterback and offensive line. Yep. And I think they're good now. Like, I think Logan <laughs> Wilson is a, like immediate – he could be starting at Mike or Will. Yeah. I, th- I think there's a chance that he's starting at Mike with Akeem Davis-Gaither at Will. And then Marcus Bailey, I think, can compete with Jermaine Pratt for, Jermaine Pratt for the Sam spot. I mean, if Bailey was healthy, uh, he would have gone a hell of a lot higher. Mm-hmm. And then, very, I, yeah, go ahead. I, I think Khalid Cream's immediate rotation guy because of what he can do as a run defender. Yeah. And then Hakeem Adeniji, I think, can legitimately compete for a guard spot on this team. Me too. I again, I <laughs> tripling down a linebacker was was so crazy, but I loved it because I, I love all three of those linebackers. Yeah, that's a, it's a really fun trio of linebackers. And again, yeah, that's suddenly a strong spot with those four and. Pratt, who had a pretty decent rookie year. Um, and then T. Higgins, obviously, in the second round. He, and he doesn't have to play right away. He can be sitting like A.J. Green has one year left on his contract. Higgins can sit behind him and learn. They can yeah. come back next year and take a receiver in another loaded receiver class early and kind of get the other outside threat, potentially, if John Ross isn't the guy with Boyd in the slot. Like, I think that's money. Like, they came out. Um, I know they didn't address the offensive line when they could have a couple times. But obviously they're not a team that's trying to compete right away anyway like they could come mm-hmm. back and take uh, an offensive tackle next year like if they're picking second they could end up with Suwell and Jonah Williams as your tackles so you'd be pretty happy with that yeah yeah exactly. they just if you come out as a bad team if you come out with a lot of great value and great fits that are immediately contributing like that's hard not to give you an A if absolutely um both New York teams had really yes. nice classes yes, yes. which I, I don't think we've ever said in history. <laughs> Who's do you like more? Gun to your head. Uh, might be the Giants. I think so, too. I only lean that way because they, they got our boy Matt Pert and doubled down on the tackles. That's true. I, I do love the Jets class as well. Hey, Cameron Davis Clark cool is... Hell. Yeah. I mean, I don't like that James Morgan pick, so that kind of freaks it down, but... Um, so that, that's gi- a bad pick. <laughs> Giants, you get your franchise left tackle, Andrew Thomas. 
Xavier McKinney immediately per- perfect guy to add to a secondary that's kind of up in the air with his yeah. instincts, his, his leadership. He's a quarterback of a defense. Then to double down on tackle and per I like he's not going to be starting right away, obviously, but he's a developmental right tackle for sure. Like I think he's starting year two at right tackle for them. Me too. I, I think again uh, we're both so high on Matt Pert. Like I, I think they have their long term bookend tackles, but yes. Uh, I mean Andrew Thomas, you know that for sure because. Even if you didn't have him ranked as the top tackle, which not too many people did, unless you're Dave Gettleman, um, you knew he was a, the safest of the group, probably, and a guy that's going to be starting the league for 10 to 15 yep. years. Um, no, I, I, I for sure, I, he was my tackle three, and I, I think he was the safest of the four. <laughs> I, yeah, I agreed. I exactly agreed. And then uh, Darnay Holmes in the fourth round, just another guy to like, just get another dog in that secondary. Cause that, P- potential starting nickel. Yeah, and that secondary just needs... That, they need like a, yeah exactly alphas and <laughs> Holmes is one of those guys and McKinney's going to be one of those guys so that those are two great picks and then uh, Shane Shane Lemieux yeah. a, a guy who I just think you get really good value there if he can he he might be competing for a starting guard, guard spot opposite Will Hernandez at some point at if, the worst he's he's a, like he's, a like he's backing team. he's their swing guard behind Hernandez and Ziedler but if Ziedler's not there in the future like Shane Lemieux yeah. a developmental guy who also alpha. Um, and yeah. then, I mean, the one knock, I quadrupling down on linebackers was kind of bold. <laughs> but you do know I love a special teams linebacker, which, number one, that's the definition of what Carter Coughlin is. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> number two, I love Cameron Brown. Yeah. TJ Brunson, Tate Crowder, Matt, but Chris Williamson, I, I thought that was another good pick. Uh, a guy who I think can be a dime linebacker as, as your, like, fifth DB. And again, all those picks are after uh, 180, so, yeah, so who cares, really? Yeah, good point. And then Jets, you get a mammoth of a man in Mackay Becton. Mm-hmm. Then you get the fact that they had to decide between Becton and one of the top receivers at 11. Yeah. But we're st- and, and I think they made the right decision, ultimately. Me too. Um, and the fact that they could still come up with Denzel Mims at 59, like that value, I had him 34 on my board or something. Mm, he, yeah, me too. He's their most talented receiver the minute he steps in that facility. I like that fit a lot. I think he's going to be like just such a great target for Sam Darnold. Or yeah. James Morgan going down the road. <laughs> yeah. And then Ashton Davis, if they Love keep it. if they keep Jamal, Jamal Adams, Adams, that's like the coolest safety tandem in the league. They they complement each other so perfectly. Yeah, that's awesome. I, I hope they keep Adams. I think it'd be silly to trade him. Then doubling down on Florida guys, Zaniga's probably going to start at edge. Yeah, that's a, like he almost got slept on in this. Why is my voice cracking? He almost got slept so on in this. Yeah, I'm so excited to be a Jets fan, baby. Almost got slept on a bit. Like, like that's pretty much where I had him in the seventies. But I think that's a great pick there. And then with P Ryan, you get a back who is going to last a while, just because he's like very solid. He's not spectacular at anything necessarily, but he's very solid at everything. And with Le'Veon mm-hmm. Bell, I don't know what the Jets even think of him. Like, just to yeah. have a safe, confident running back behind him, I, I think that's money. Yeah, I, I you know I like P Ryan. He's actually he was in my one twenty, so this is another like just right in the right range. And, yeah, and then, it just feel, feels like he's going to be a really good long-term uh, RB, too. And then James Morgan happened, whatever. Let's blow by that. Cameron Clark, I think, is a developmental starting guard. I love Cameron Clark. Me, too. And then Bryce Hall, I mean, he Steel. fell because of the injuries, and he could be their, their starting corner week one. And then Braden Mann's best partner in the draft, baby. Yeah, and they got him after, like, three other specialists. So, yeah. This is a hell of a group. This is a hell of a, honestly, the more we talk about it, the more it's harder to decide between the Jets and the Giants. I know. 
Eh, I know. The quadrupling down on the linebackers. Is... <laughs> but it's, at least it's like guys I like, so I'm okay with it. Like big TJ. I, I don't like TJ Brunson or Tay Crowder, I won't lie, but I love Cam well, Brown and Carter Coughlin. Yeah, I like those two guys. <laughs> uh, also, while we're on the topic of not used to drafting well, Cleveland Browns. Andrew yeah. Barry and Kevin Stefanski killed free agency. We talked about how it looked like they actually had a plan for once. Mm-hmm. And then they did the same thing in the draft. They, they draft Jedrick Wills 10, which I think is a steal. Slam dunk. Number one tackle for me and you, I believe. Yep. Uh, and exactly what they want to do is run the football, and that's exactly what he's good at blocking for. So you get him and Jack Conklin as your bookends, that's money. Then for the second year in a row, they stop the slide of an LSU <laughs> DB with tackling questions. Snag Grant Delpit, who immediately is the best safety on the team. Yeah, uh, those both double slam dunk picks. Uh, it's going to be fun watching Delpit in the back end there with Greedy and Denzel. Like, that's that's a fun trio. Just it's like, like Such an athletic yeah. group. Then uh, at 88, Jordan Elliott, I think, like, that's about right where I had him. Yeah, me too. And I, I, we heard rumblings that he was going to go a bit earlier. But here, I think that's a great pick. Rotational, uh, like, he doesn't have to, like, obviously they have Ogan Joe being Sheldon Richardson. So yeah. he, he's just immediately just a rotation guy, so he doesn't have to take on a huge role, I like which I think is nice. I think Jacob Phillips, I know it was kind of a reach. Yes. I think it was a sneak, like, I like that more than Tacky Tacky last year. <laughs> yeah, me too. That's fair. And because of their linebacker core, like, I wouldn't be surprised to see him playing early. He's athletic, aggressive, um, and, and decent instincts. Like, I think he's a developmental starter. I would I had him somewhere in the fourth round. They end up taking him in the third. But, like, I can mm-hmm. live with it based on how the rest of the draft went. Yeah, very much. Uh, the Harrison Bryant pick was a little surprising from them, the, I thought. But... The more I think about it, the more I get it. Um, because he, at FAU, obviously, he moved around a lot. Yeah. I think ultimately their their plan is Austin Hooper's like the classic inline tight end. David Njoku's the move tight end, the big slot. Harrison Bryant did both at FAU, so I think it's just a, because they're going to be playing so much two tight end, they know they need a reliable backup, and I think that's kind of what the thought was. Yeah, like I don't have an issue with the pick because he's a lot better than some of the tight ends that went ahead of him. So I I, I like in this group and seeing where the other tight ends went, I'm surprised he uh, ended up going at 115. To be honest. Me too. And then Nick Harris fits the zone run scheme perfectly. Mm-hmm. They get him at 160, developmental backup center. who or de- Like, he could develop into a starter at some point, I think. Agreed. I, like, I had him, like, top 120. And then Donovan Peoples-Jones. At that point, just bet on the most athletic receiver on the board. A guy who should I thought should have gone earlier. Uh, I think someone, most years, if the receiver class wasn't like this, someone would have bet on him much earlier. They get him They get him at 187. That's a steal even if he doesn't do anything. Yeah, uh, like you, even if you were low on Donovan Peoples-Jones, and like I wasn't low, low on him, but I wasn't the highest on him, uh, this is an absolute steal. Yeah, he's a guy who has all the athletic tools to be a, a starting receiver. Yes. Uh, but needs to refine a ton. Needs a lot of coaching. Yeah. So just get and there's not like pressure on him because he went in the sixth round. There's no pressure to get him in the game right away or anything. And he adds the return man upside. Exactly. Uh, do we want to talk more? Or just like we'll, we'll save it for our, our draft grades. I'm just gonna throw out the Cardinals real quick. Okay. Like there's a lot of teams that you can. Throw I, in I only have two here. more that we haven't uh, named. I I can I can name a couple more, but I'm not. I'll save it, Rob. Don't worry. Okay, I'm just going to throw, throw up Cardinals and Vikings. Uh, Cardinals, first of all, your second round pick was DeAndre Hopkins. Yes. 
for first round, you get mm-hmm. Isaiah Simmons. We talked about that on the first round reaction. Blue chip. Yeah, that's the the cornerstone your defense needs. You get Josh Jones at seventy two. Where you're yeah. seeing other tackles go, that's a steal. <laughs> he immediately, I think, you're starting right tackle opposite DJ Humphreys. Uh, Fotu and Richard Lawrence, like Fotu's probably like might be your starting nose tackle day one. Lawrence immediately rotation. Evan Weaver practice squad maybe. <laughs> Um, and then you know Benjamin, I think is a good depth play, especially at two twenty two. Definitely. So yeah, I I kind of like the combo of Fotu and Lawrence because like again, I think Fotu might be starting really early, and Lawrence is just that. Just you just added two big, hardworking alpha dogs to your trenches. I'm gonna say yeah. alpha dogs a lot today. Sounds good. And, and they don't have a lot of that right now, so adding those two, and then you can you kind of get them. And or like you draft Zach Allen last year, it's starting to come together a little bit with some depth in the trenches. Okay, let, let's talk the Vikings quick because they're my next team, and they had four hundred thousand picks in this draft. Yeah. That's why I dig uh, them. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of alpha dogs, Justin Jefferson and Jeff Kalani in the first round, uh, double slam dunk. I'm going to say slam dunk a lot in the show. Okay, you do that. I say alpha dogs. Okay, but we'll we'll trade a couple times. Yeah. Uh, that's where Cleveland Cleveland pick. Um, that's good value there. That's fine. Yeah, I mean, I'm I am a little lower on him than that, but like we Me heard too. he was going to go in the first round, so I'm fine with this. Uh, athletic as hell tackle combo now. I mean, if Rife doesn't kick inside, yeah. yeah, or if he does, yeah, you know what I mean. Uh, that's and if he if he doesn't, Ezra Cleveland isn't forced to start right away. He can develop. Yeah, uh, Cam Dantzler at 89. That's it's that's, a really good fit. Yeah, it's classic Zim. Uh, you can't flim flam the Zim Sam. I like that. His value was kind of all over the place, but there I'm fine with that. And again, that's a great fit. And then there's there's still so many more guys, Rob. You, you, you take, okay. the, take the lead. D, DJ Wanham, uh, I thought that was a bit early. Uh, Me but, too. But you come back and you get James Lynch and Troy Dye in the fourth round. I, I like think that, those picks. Troy Dye is going to be a star on special teams uh, and provide nice uh, – He, he. I mean, he could be starting at will. Um, yeah. and, and James Lynch just – Tough guy, strong hands, big effort in your rotation. Uh, and then fifth round, I think Harrison Hand's an awesome developmental corner for them because he's he's he was kind of slept on. Really physical, temple tough corner, good fit. Mm-hmm. KJ Osborne, I think, uh, with the the way their receiving core is, he he might see some snaps. Um, I think he's a smooth slot receiver who can have return man upside. Don't love the Blake Brandle pick. Josh Metellus, special team star. Can I, I, look- yeah, I like that there, to be honest, as a special yeah. teams guy. I like Can- the Willikis pick a lot. Like, I thought he should have went earlier. Me too. I would have taken him over DJ Wanham. Um, Me too. Nate Stanley, Matt. Brian Cole's a good fit, and Kyle Hinton just solid depth play. How fun is it that Willikis and James Lynch are kind of on the same line? That's, a, that's just because a lot they're of- both white? They are both white, but that's a lot is that of effort. Why? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. They're just both high effort guys. They're kind of mean. I don't know. I like that. It's cool. I feel like a weird comment to make. <laughs> I like them both. What do you want? All right. Uh, <laughs> moving on. Uh, want to jump into some worst draft classes? Uh, okay. Let's. Honestly, the only clear one uh, that I, no one can debate is the Green Bay Packers. Yeah, they lost the draft. I think. They, they fucked this up. Multiple people on Twitter, like while it was happening, I was, I like, I was dumbfounded. Okay, they took AJ Dillon. I was like, okay, I could have seen my Steelers take him at forty nine because it's like you know. But then when they come back, which is Josiah Deguara, so they, I think the fit is money, but me too. like two or three rounds too early. 
Yeah. If they did, like Josiah DeGuar in the fifth for the Packers, I love that Sick. pick. I like Josiah DeGuar a lot. But uh, that's a top 100 pick, fuck that. And and it just makes like how mad is Aaron Rodgers right now that okay yeah you just went to the NFC Championship game there's a clear need with this team to get pass catchers this is the draft to do it you need receivers this this draft's loaded even if you don't get the guy you want in the first round like you can get one in the second round in the third okay. round and, and they trade up for Jordan Love and they get your eventual replacement Aaron Rodgers is still a Pro Bowl quarterback. Yeah, you're drafting Jordan Love there. The worst case scenario, you think he's your starter by 2022, so you get two years of rookie contract play and then re up. Yeah. So that means they think they only have uh, three years of Aaron Rodgers left. Yeah. It, see, in, in the microcosm of the draft, I'm or okay 2023. With the I don't know. I can't do math. Uh, let's not talk math. Okay. In the microcosm of the draft. I'm okay with that Jordan Love pick, but then in the grand scheme of things, yes. it looks bad. Like that's I had him like 28th on my board, so I thought he was a late first round guy. That's where he goes. Yeah. I understand that you don't want to draft a quarterback when you need one. You want to be prepared, and like you, that's what you did with Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers. The difference mm-hmm. being Brett Favre fake retired like seven years in a row. There's a great Tiny Moving Parts album where they just three of the songs on the album are just Brett Favre retirement speeches. It's hilarious because they're Vikings guys. Um, Aaron Rodgers isn't fake retiring. Aaron Rodgers is trying to play until he's like 45. Yeah, exactly. Uh, he's also kind of an asshole, as everybody knows. Mm-hmm. Um, and Matt LaFleur is a pretty young, new head coach. And so that happens. And then, then they go and they draft a power running back in the second round who doesn't add much on passing downs. When you have Aaron, Aaron Jones and he's... Yeah. I think one of the most exciting backs in the game. And then Why do they keep treating Aaron Jones like this, Rob? I don't and, care how they treat Aaron Rodgers. Stop treating Aaron Jones like this. And it's like it's not like you like Jamal Williams is a really safe backup running back. Yeah, he is. Like okay. if, if, if if you took AJ Dillon in the, in the fourth round, I'd be like, yeah, no, I can get that. Yeah, but like I do not understand it at sixty two. It's one of the worst picks in the draft. Um here, here, let me let me let me let me spin zone this a little bit, Rob. You mentioned the NFC Championship game. What happened in that game? They got fucking run over by the Niners. So they're like, "Hey, let's do that ourselves." AJ Dillon, sixty-two, because then then they're like, "Well, the, Kyle Juszczyk, ninety-four. Yeah, is their Kyle Juszczyk and uh, Lafleur coach with Shanahan. Like, I legitimately I think, think that's, that's what, what it is. Yeah, because then now there's rumors that they're stylistically changing to more of a run scheme team, Ugh. And, and like. Just, I don't, like, Aaron Rodgers is not going to be a Packer in two years. Like, see, yeah. Aaron, and, 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 like, because he's not going to want to be. He's going to, yeah. like, I'm sure Aaron Rodgers wishes he could finish his career there, but I, I'm i starting to feel, like, if Tom Brady couldn't end his career as a Patriot, yeah. I certainly, with the, the way this played out, I think it, it, the writing's on the wall. Aaron Rodgers is going to be somewhere else by 2023, and... Yeah. And the the Packers will be running for 400 yards a game, baby. <laughs> and like you said, you, you don't get that window of having a rookie quarterback uh, quarterback on a rookie deal because you're going to have to pay love before Rodgers leaves or right as he does. You have like a year or two. Um, uh, and, and, and the other thing is, like, again, yeah. you're, you're just, like, unless they're really high on Equinemius St. Brown and Marcos Valdez-Scantling and yeah, Alan Lazard. Who we love all three, but um, <laughs> it's true they're fun. Um, 
and and then uh, the the other thing being uh i had another thought it's oh funny you we we pretending the packers want to be the niners my jordan love comp is jimmy garoppolo yeah there you go that's perfect um, and then then if you look at the rest of the drafts like fifth round kamal martin i thought that was a way over like that's a just yeah. he's not adding much he's a special teams guy at best i don't think he was draftable then they triple down on interior o-line which i kind of love I don't like like I don't hate any of those like I like Ronnie and I like Hanson. Stepaniak's uh, th- okay. St- St- a solid swing guard. Hanson good center depth. John Runyon I legitimately think can develop into something more. Like I kind of really like like it, that's my favorite pick of their draft. Their sixth round offensive lineman who played who can kind of play multiple positions. Uh, and then Vernon Scott's a special teams pick, and then Jonathan Garvin I thought that was pretty good value in the seventh it's, round, yeah. but like they didn't get better whatsoever. Well, like, luckily for them, the Vikings only got better in the division, I think, so... Yeah, it, see, they, they've had this issue for, like, a decade now, so... I don't it's, know what that draft is. And it sucks because, like, good accounts had such a good yeah. start last offseason. It looked like everything was going well. For real. Oh, I don't know. Other than the, the Gary pick, but... Still. Yeah. No, I don't... Uh, maybe he just can't draft, but he's sick at free agency. Maybe I mean he, he had some hits last year. Yeah, I mean Darnell Savage was money. Yeah. Um. Anyways, yeah. The, the and like just quickly going back to the top here, the love pick is just made so much worse by the fact that the rest of this class is. Yeah, the con- the context of the whole thing made the love like the love pick felt bad in the moment, and it felt yeah. feels so much worse now. Yeah. Exactly. Um, honestly, I don't even think any other team really deserves to be on, on the same plane as the Green Bay Packers for worst draft class. But if you want to name names, go ahead. I I think, okay, yeah, like the Packers, it's by far, that's well said, it's by far the worst, I think. Yeah. Um, my next two lowest grades are the Seahawks and the Bears. Okay, well, that's not very nice, Rob. I don't want to talk about this. Uh, I, I, I don't know. Damian Lewis is going to be starting at guard now that DJ Fluke is gone. <laughs> I love Darrell. I love Darrell Taylor. Hey, uh, I think I think you can develop into something for the Seahawks. DJ Dallas. I mean, Danny Kelly just called that happening, so that makes me like that pick. Um, it's a like it's a fine. I don't like, know. The Kobe Parkinson pick feels weird. Are, are you surprised though? They could have drafted a receiver there. No, no, they kind of like. How happy would you be if they drafted James Prochet there? I, he wasn't on the board, Rob. I don't know what you're talking about. Like, um, they have like seven big white tight ends who do the same kind of thing. <laughs> I don't. Maybe Parkinson is in the slot a little. I don't know what they're doing. Oh yeah, know. that sounds like your offense is sick. Parkinson's playing <laughs> slot. <laughs> I like the DJ Dallas fit. I won't lie. Like I don't think it was a need or anything, but like you, you, I mean, if Chris Carson's, you're not sure what's happening, and like they don't trust Rashad Penny, like. Couldn't you see DJ Dallas having to start a game like week 11 and run for 120? Uh, he, over he Travis fi- Homer? He fits there. Hey, Travis Homer is a special teams king. Yeah, he uh, is. See, no, like, I, I I like the the fit. I like the player. Uh, just, I wouldn't have taken a running back there. But no. I, I knew they were going to, so I'm fine with that pick. Like, I, I mean, the Jordan Brooks pick just stands out. Just terrible. because, at least with Darrell, like, you, you might not love Darrell Taylor, but that was a need. Yeah, and and they they got him into uh, to the facility there, so they checked his medicals. Yeah, and he's a good fit. I really you know, liked Darrell Taylor personally, and he, my comp was Frank Clark. Yeah, you know what it is though. I just thought they 
they didn't have a good feel for this draft, it seemed like. Because I, I think the lack of pro days and shit just kind of fucked them up. And then, oh, only them, though, eh? Only <laughs> and them and the Packers. <laughs> yeah. Because they kept trying to do the same thing, and it didn't work this time. And the issue with that is they didn't have the trade back ability. Because yeah. there just wasn't that many trades. I think that's what really fucked them up. That, I will, I believe that about the 27th pick. That yeah. they, did, they didn't want to sit and pick that. They wanted to trade out. Mm-hmm. And then they just took the best player available because they fucking panicked. And they were the only team who had Jordan Brooks as the best team player available. <laughs> like, honestly, I, I wouldn't have been shocked if they... Uh, like. If Taylor was going to be there, like, like I, I think the debate was probably between Brooks and Taylor at twenty-seven. Well, which makes sense because they were the sixty-third and sixty-fourth player on my board. <laughs> yeah, um, uh, all said and done, Damian Lewis is my favorite pick, and even then, it's a little high for me, but still, I'm I'm okay with that because I think he's a perfect he's scheme gonna, fit. He, exactly, he's a perfect fit, and he's going to start week one. Yeah, and I, I like the DJ Dallas thing. Um, I, don't I, know, I just I, I think the Parkinson pick only stands out to me so much because I think they needed a receiver, and that was a prime did. spot to get one. Yeah, and Steven Sullivan draft, is kind of fun though. Yeah, and especially at two fifty one, who cares? Well, but it's really a six round pick because they traded a six. So. All of Florida hates me, but I think Freddie Swain uh, probably won't make the team, but maybe Gunner potential. Um, I mean, he's just got to beat out John or Sua. So. I, I'm fine with Alton Robinson at 148. Like, the athletic yeah. upside development, I'm cool with that. I just I, don't, what, I don't know how they come out of this without ta- taking a receiver with a top 150 pick. Kobe Parkinson's going to be wide receiver one, Rob. Shut up. They're going to have so many tight ends on offense. <laughs> I mean, Luke Wilson probably doesn't make the team at this point. Don't, but, but he'll make a team, right? Oh, he's gonna be tight end one somewhere, buddy. Don't worry. I love Luke Wilson so Me much. Me too. I hope he just ends up on one of the uh, the LA teams so he's on hard dunks again, <laughs> and then and then and then gets cut and then goes back to Seattle. Yeah, that'll probably happen. Speaking of tight ends, the Chicago Bears feel like they need another one too. <laughs> yeah, they. Uh, it's comical how many they have. I think my big issue with the Bears draft is because I think Jalen Johnson was perfect at fifty. It's a great pick, yeah. And then the rest of it's like, oh. I, I like, but I mean, they pick so late that it did, like yeah. Travis Gibson, Kendall Vilder, and Darnell Mooney all in the fifth round. A, I'm cool with all of that. Yeah. I think that's a good fifth round. The two seventh round back to back offensive linemen. Uh, I think both practice squad guys. Yeah, project guys. Um, yeah, like who probably won't make the team. Basically, this draft is bad because, because they with, just didn't have the capital. They didn't have. They didn't have the capital. And with their most valuable pick, they overdrafted yeah. a guy by over twenty spots. In, in in like they drafted tight end in the worst tight end class. With I don't know, like they just they didn't get better from this draft. I don't think. Yeah. And it just feels like it was probably Ryan Pace's last draft. Yeah, but the Jalen Johnson pick, I love it. You're keeping Ryan Pace because of the Jalen Johnson. Yeah, no. If, if you're looking for a break spot, I think he's perfect starting opposite Kyle Fuller week one. Um, mm-hmm. And Komet's going to start. Like, I I think Komet's going to be a starting tight end in the league. I just think he's, like, a middle-of-the-pack starting tight end. Decent yeah. decent blocker, big size, doesn't have the greatest hands, doesn't run the cleanest routes. He's he's a, a, a solid fit for the offense. I just uh, doesn't really move the needle for me. And if that was your you guy, know. I know the NFL is higher on him than – a lot of people, but um, if that was your guy, just trade back. Like I just, I don't yeah. see that. Like if Komet landed with a team that like really needed a tight end, and 
was a nice fit. The tight ends in general went so weird. Like, if you should, like Devin Asiasi and Dalton Keene with a pat. Yeah, I don't know what the fuck happened. <laughs> my, my, my logic is if it's a weak class, don't overdraft a guy just because you need it. But, yeah. yeah. Just, uh, I don't know. It is weird. And it's crazy because Trotman, I thought, was a steal at 105 for the Saints. Me, me too. Especially in the context of where other guys went. How was he, like, the fifth tight end off the board? I don't I don't know. How did DeGuara like, and Dalton Keene go ahead of him? I don't know. And like like I said, Bryant fell too far compared to these other tight ends, too. And, well, both and, and, both and Bryant. The other Bryant went undrafted. <laughs> I mean, injuries and whatever, but... But, yeah, like, take it, a seventh-round flyer. Steven Sullivan's getting drafted. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> But yeah, I, I don't know. I th- I think some teams like honestly, the Seahawks. I know they've been, they've had years where they just fucking kill the draft, obviously. But like, I, like look at this class. It feels like they're bad at drafting strengths in the draft. Like linebacker was like a eh, spot in the draft. They took it first. Edge was like another eh position. Yeah, they took it no, second. that's that's a good point. They only There's drafted like, weak position groups. Greatest wide receiver draft of all time. Yeah, Freddie Swain in the sixth, baby. That's all I need. They they, they feel bad, and there's some teams that just are funny like that. Uh, one more thing on the Bears. I do think Darnell Mooney's a cool uh, replacement as your... Um, Taylor Gabriel. Taylor Gabriel. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that is cool. I mean, again, that fifth round, they did pretty good. All right, let's jump. Favorite picks by round. You want to just go for a second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, and I'll go for a second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh? <laughs> uh, no, let's do it by round because I have too many guys. Okay, uh, that makes first way more sense. <laughs> First round, two. No, it's you. You only get to pick one. Yeah, but I'm gonna favorite talk pick about by ones. round. No, you can only do one. I like, oh it took. I agonized God. over this. Okay, okay, okay. CD Lamb is my yeah, favorite I, first round pick. I was gonna say I'm, you're getting first pick, so <laughs> like we can copy each other. Okay, we no. can't copy. Okay, no copying. All right, that's respect. you got CD Lamb. I, I all right. I got Jedrick Wills. All right, good one. You you get the second round. Fuck. We're, we're snaking this. So, this sucks because I put. I put two for first and second round because of the overlap. And I was like, I'll just make AJ go first and I'll pick the one that AJ didn't pick. Uh, mm-hmm. Okay, I'm going to go with Antoine Winfield Jr. Okay, I'm, I like that pick a lot. I'm going to go with Josh Uchi. Okay, see, those are my two. That's weird. Uh, we, we can talk about them too. We don't have to just nope. draft them. Nope, <laughs> this is what uh, we're doing oh, now. We, talk, we talked about Lamb and Wills. Let's talk about Winfield and Uchi's. Uh With Winfield, I, I think I love it a lot because he lands... With Arians and Bowles. Which he's going to are... make that secondary complete, I think. Also, because Arians and Bowles had uh, Tyron Matthew in Arizona. Like, yeah. I think that's the plan here. I think he's just going to bring, like, like obviously they've been drafting top 100 DBs for the last three years in, in copious amounts. But we saw some flashes from some of them finally last year. Shout out Jamal Dean. I doubted you, but I shouldn't have. Um, I think that Winfield pick is just going to cement them all together. And you, they're going to take a leap. You know, it's an interesting question is which DBs are you betting are the starters for the Bucks? Because their team really, obviously, has transformed since last season. Mm-hmm. Uh, and a lot of their weak spots turned that around real quick. But the DBs, it's still just a mess of random guys they've drafted over the couple of years. So having a bet on which DBs are starting for a potential playoff team here is kind of fun. It's weird. And there's like, I don't know, it's funny. Because there's a lot of guys I like on that secondary that they either like overdrafted or just haven't penned out yet. I think I, like- I, th- I think they're going to end up starting Jamel Dean, Sean Murphy, Bunning, and then Winfield at nickel with their safeties being Mike Edwards and Justin Evans. 
again, I'm not. That that feels right. I, again, I was a lot lower on Mike Edwards than you were. My boy. Um, like see, like even like MJ Stewart, I like, but they overdrafted him like crazy. Uh, yeah, no, I think I agree with you. It's such a weird group. Uh, okay, you can talk about Josh Uche now. All right, that's a perfect fit for Josh Uche. I love that so much. Me um, too. He's taking the Kyle Van Noy role, right? Yeah, exactly. And that's like the perfect landing spot where that team's not going to pigeonhole him into either spot at linebacker or edge, and they're just going to leash him. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, I don't know if there's a better fit for him. Exactly. Like, I, I, like both of us wanted him as a Seahawk or, or a Steeler, but... Uh, both of teams passed. Yeah, both. <laughs> it's like Taylor, who kind of a, like a more Seahawky, anyways. But yeah, I think so. Better fit for Uchi. Uh, okay, third round, your pick. I'll, I'll trade you the first pick. Okay, well, you already know who I'm taking. Jonathan. Oh Bernard. yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. I can't fun. not like this is my brand now. See, I got a lot of ones here. I think a lot um, of people didn't like this pick, also. <laughs> so. I like uh, the pick. Like I, b- both of us like Grin- like I didn't like him like you did. But yeah, I liked come him. on, I I think it's money just because you get. I think he's the arguably after Chase Young the best hand or after Chase Young AJ Epinesa the best hands in the class. Uh, Energizer Bunny perfect as a three four outside guy opposite Whitney Merciless. They have a deep rotation in that front seven where he he can be coming in as uh, more situational off the bat. So okay, pick mm-hmm. one go. Uh, okay, we we have I have two here that we've already talked about. So I'm picking Lloyd Cushenberry to the Broncos. Good pick. Who Star, I, I thought, starter day one also yeah. gets to play for what's his name? Mike Munchak. Sorry, I oh, blanked. I wasn't sure. <laughs> I wasn't sure where you were trying to go. Yeah, and that he makes that interior that offensive line uh, pretty fucking That's, sick. I, that, we didn't mention them, but like the Broncos had a really fun draft. They were on my list. Yeah. Uh, well, maybe we'll talk about them a little later. But yeah, I love that pick. I, I thought Kutcher should have easily been a second-round pick. I was so high on him. Get, getting him next to uh, Dalton Reisner, who was obviously one of the best rookies last year, mm-hmm. you you brought in Graham Glasgow. You drafted Natane Muti. Like, the interior of our offensive line is going to be so much better now. For sure. Uh, fourth fourth round, round, your pick. I know I'm going to steal this one from you, so I'm fucking you over. Uh, Mick Robertson. Fuck for you, because this was supposed to be my pick, and then you made me take the third round. <laughs> That's bullshit. Okay, you talk <laughs> talk about him while I find a new pick. No, no, you talk. I'll, no, I'll no, no. Alberta Kujibunum. <laughs> no, I've got, I, I, I've got one. I've got one. You go. All right, all right. So that uh, first of all, the Vegas draft is Weird. fucking wonky. It was either an amazing pick or it. a horrible pick. I love it. Like, like I'm not saying I love it because it's a good draft. It's I fun. love it because it's fun and weird. And, yeah. But th- this one's a great pick. Um, I like. I would have been fine with Amik going in the top 100. I think he should have been a top 100 pick. Mm-hmm. Uh, for them to get him here, he's just he's gonna fit right in. And another guy, just that 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 Raiders attitude. It's they got they drafted a lot. Of they attitude. draft like Al Davis would. Yeah, I love Speed it. Speed on makes offense me happy. And, and, yeah. and dogs, alpha dogs on defense. I love it. I love it. It's it, it's so like it's gonna be so hit or miss though, but it's like very exciting. Like I don't think any pick in the draft made me as happy as. Oh, there's a couple, but Tanner Muse up there for sure because it's <laughs> yeah. I know. I laugh for I laugh for five minutes. <laughs> but you also like were like yeah, not surprised. Clemson no, not, Raiders, yeah, exactly. Uh, uh, where where are you going? Okay, so 
I'm going to go with the obvious second pick for me would be uh, Kevin Dotson to the Steelers. Like, come on. Yeah, that's a good pick. It, it feels like that, that pick got overlooked a lot. I, I think it's because, like, the, the people who know, know. And yeah. people who don't, like, don't really know who he's – because he wasn't at the Combine. Like, they didn't talk about him much when he got drafted. Or anything. Well, yeah. I mean, the draft coverage is not good. Um, <laughs> like, really bad. Uh, like NFL and poor DJ like they just didn't let him talk and he was clearly by far the best at it uh, but Dotson I think is competing for the starting left guard spot right away he is very Ramon Foster like who was mm-hmm. the starting left guard for like a decade for the Steelers Ron Mahler perfect pick love it one of my favorite players top 100 guy I think he goes top 100 if it wasn't for COVID yeah for sure uh, fifth round go ahead Tyler Johnson Tampa Bay Buccaneers slam dunk yeah. Um, alpha dog. Um, all the words we're using today. <sighs> the fact that okay, they did need to kind of bring another receiver in. Obviously, Goblin Evans, Gronk, uh, OJ Howard, Cameron Bray, pretty good. But getting a true third receiver, I think, was something to, they needed to do, and yeah, they got to do sure. it in the fifth round with the steal of the draft. Pretty much no one except for Matt Miller understands what Tyler Johnson was so slept on. Uh, I think for most people, he was a top 100 player and wasn't getting out of the fourth round. Somehow did. Goes 161 to Tampa. He is one of the best route runners in the draft. Uh, I think classic receiver. Like, if Brady was in New England, I think that would have been a slant. Like, he's just a Tom Brady type of receiver, and I love this. Oh, absolutely. That that was my number one choice. My number two was Bryce Hall, but we already topped that pick. So I'm going to go with Curtis Weaver here to the Dolphins. Good pick. Uh... Again, another guy that slid. Um, I think he's going to go in and contribute early. I think they're going to use him really nicely. I, I like that pick a lot. The Dolphins' draft was kind of up and down as a whole, but when when they hit, they hit pretty big. Uh, okay, sixth round is your pick. James Prochet, because you know I have to, to the Ravens. We talked about it already. I wouldn't be shocked either to see him contributing uh, early on there. Uh, for me, I go Natane Muti. I think... Goes top 100 if it weren't for his medicals. Lands mm-hmm. in Denver. Uh, he's not going to start, but he, I think, gives them nice depth on the interior uh, and eventually could take over Graham Glasgow's starting job. I think, run like, he's a lot like Mike Ayupati. You just a mauler in their own game. Another guy that you could say almost the exact same thing for, um, Prince Prince Tego Winogo to the Eagles in the sixth. Yeah. If he was healthy, he probably would have been a top 100 pick. And or I, if there I just like wasn't that. COVID. Because, like, him specifically... Yeah. Uh, okay, sure. seventh round, my pick? Yep. K.J. Hill. That's correct. To the Chargers. I mean, I can't believe he... Like, yeah, I thought he'd end up falling to the fourth round. Maybe the fifth round falls to the seventh. They get him 220. Um, they, like, the receiver isn't... They drafted Joe Reed before him, and I love Joe Reed. Like, yeah. I am the Joe Reed king, and, and I think K.J. Hill's going to have a role in this... As a true receiver, quicker than uh, Joe Reed will. I yeah, think Joe no. Reed's going to be more of a gadget guy, where KJ Hill might actually be contributing with the the uh, as a top three receiver. Especially if you look at it, um, after Keenan Allen and Mike Williams, he's competing with uh, Darius Jennings, <laughs> Jalen Guyton. Um, hey, hey, we love Jalen Guyton. North Andre Texas, Patton. Like it's it's bad. So, like, yeah. at Joe Reed or K.J. Hill is going to be third receiver in this offense. Yeah. Uh, most of my guys here in the seventh are guys we've mentioned. Uh, so, a guy we haven't mentioned, 
uh, Thicarious Bo Peep Keys. The yeah, yeah I love Bo Peep. Uh, again, I was really high on him. Well, higher than this, at least. I was high on him. And I think like that's a team that needs DBs. I think he's going to be an interesting developmental guy there. Yeah, for sure. And they got Javaris Davis undrafted. Yeah, spoilers for laters, Rob. Sorry. Uh, okay. We can just rapid fire. Some biggest reaches. <laughs> we mentioned a, a lot uh, of the okay. first round guys we've mentioned on the reaction show. Yeah, I didn't see. I didn't want to go into like the fourth and fifth. Like no, me neither. Fourth, I, I, kept it, I kept it. I kept it third round and early. Yeah, yeah I got a lot of guys. Okay, Dalton Keene, correct. Uh, AJ Dillon. Yeah, one we haven't mentioned yet. Uh, Raekwon Davis. Yes. Yeah, high. I thought that was a bad one. Me too. Kind of another one that kind of got glazed over because the Dolphins had a thousand picks. Uh, James Morgan. <laughs> Uh, see, you know what? Michael Jumudia went too high, but I like that fit in Denver. I know. That, that's how I feel about, like, Julian Blackman went too high, but it was a very Colts DB pick. Yeah, no, exactly. Way too high, though. Like, that's even worse than Ojumudia. Oh, uh, sorry. <laughs> Tanner Muse, we mentioned him already. I bet you said that about Kari Willis last year, dick. Uh, I, yeah, I might have. I wasn't a big <laughs> Kari Willis fan. Uh, so we mentioned a lot of these. You know which one I didn't like? like it wasn't a massive reach, but... I didn't like the Keyshawn Vaughn pick too much. I know they need running back a lot. It was weird, and you know why? I, I like I because I kind of I think I like Keyshawn Vaughn a little more than you do. I like him, but it's like I would have taken him. Like I thought he's a fourth round guy. Me and they too, took him in exactly. the third round, but they took him like mid early ish third round. Exactly. So, I think it's because he's a really safe option. Like I think he had a higher floor than a lot of like than a, like I think he has a higher floor than AJ Dillon. Um, <laughs> yeah. And he's a guy who's not going to fumble the football. He's a fairly competent pass protector. He can catch the football. He can rip off some chunk runs here or there. Good contact balance runner. I think they needed a safe back to pair with Ronald Jones, who's uh, like a very boomer bust running back, obviously. Mm-hmm. And I think that was kind of the way they attacked that, and that's why that happened. But I do agree it was a reach. Yeah, I wonder if they wanted Antonio Gibson, and he went even earlier. So That's interesting. See, for me, I would have... Fuck, even there, I, I probably would have taken Darrington Evans over Keyshawn Vaughn. But anyways. But I think, again, is with Darrington, Darrington Evans is more of a Ronald Jones type of boomer bust runner. Where Keyshawn yeah. Vaughn's just a, like, you one-cut safe Marlon Mack running back. Yeah, even then, though, I, I, like, Piran and Vaughn weren't even that far away from me. And they got him at 120. So, anyways, uh, who do you got? You named literally, like, 50 people. So, I, th- I think we're good there. <laughs> Okay. Uh, best value. I'll rhyme off some. I just Let's I figured it. no first round guys made sense for this yeah. year, uh, but I also tried to keep it to like ten people. Ross Blacklock, AJ Epinesa, Christian Fulton, Jeremy Chin, Zach Bond, Lloyd Cushenberry, Adam Trotman, Curtis Weaver, Prince Tiga Winoga, my boy Jawan Jennings, and Derek Tezuka. <laughs> yes. Uh, okay. Let me see if I got anyone to add here that we haven't talked. Uh, Terrell Lewis. You didn't say Lewis, right? No. We know why I get slipped, it. But that's that's perfect there. Uh, that's pretty. I think you named all of my guys and, and well, guys we've uh, we've talked about already. I think like Fulton's gonna start like for the Titans. Yeah. Like that's a steal. Jeremy, for a team not having a first round pick, that's for, a great pick. For the oh, sorry, Pan- they did. What am I talking about? They, yeah, <laughs> they they draft Isaiah Wilson. For uh, a team that didn't use a first round pick, well, that's a great pick. There. Yes, flip them. It makes sense now. Um, yeah. For the Panthers to be linked to Isaiah Simmons the whole time and then not go him, to get not to, to end up with Jeremy Chin at the back end of the yeah. second round, like that's yeah. sick. 
Zach Bond sliding and the Saints making a move to go get him and fill a big need. I think that's a really fun fit beside Demario Davis. And then to also make a move for Adam Trotman. Mm-hmm. Like, he, he Jared Cook, and I, I, they also drafted Tommy Stevens. Like, how have we not brought that up? That's hilarious. <laughs> it's Is that bad. the worst pick? If I give you 500 guesses of who would fit the 255 picks you wouldn't have guessed tommy stevens uh no there's there's like a quite a few guys at the back in that i mean the, the patriots kicker i would have never guess well i mean i don't know if he'll be on the roster very long not a good person they're gonna be giving up a first round pick for rodrigo blank and shit mark my words yeah sick uh, the, the colts doing the old uh brett Favre, darren rogers but with their kickers vintary to rodrigo blank and shit hey hey you'll hear his name later oh sick Anyway, uh, best fits. I didn't. Also, uh, I didn't put any worst fits. I, I, I don't know. I figured we talked about all the bad people. You know what? I, I, I think like in this draft there weren't too many bad. There was fits. nothing blatant. No. So like, I mean, like if if you're to like be like this sixth round picks about like that, I feel like to be a bad fit, you're supposed to be a top 100 pick or like a first three rounds pick. You know what I mean? I, I, I got two, and it's, like, not even a bad fit. It's just, like, I'm not happy where they went or, like, it was a weird pick. What, so. Jalen Hurts and? Yes, and can you name <laughs> DeAndre Swift. I just wasn't happy to see yeah. him. Yeah. Uh, Anyways. Best, best fits. I mean, there's a, there was a lot of great fits. How about just pick your three favorite uh, non-first-round picks? Is that a good? Sure. Okay. That sounds good. Uh, Try Pick guys you haven't mentioned also, I mean. Yeah, fuck. See, all my guys are kind do of guys we already Do you want mentioned. me to go? Yeah, I've yeah, got sure. one blatant. Lynn Bowden to the Raiders at 80. <laughs> I think yeah. they, they called him a running back, right? Yeah, yeah. They did. And and then they talked about uh I think DJ talked about how like they plan to use him as a running back and then a receiver down the road or something. I don't know. It's I just wonky. love I love Lynn Bowden. I love that they draft a tough motherfucker, an alpha Me dog. Too. Uh he he's the offensive version of Amik Robertson, I'm gonna say that. <laughs> and to be like if he's their pass catching running back slash rotational receiver like I don't know I just want to see how they use him I love it uh, we've talked about like all of mine like Uchi was my top one Dobbins uh, okay I'll combo this one but it's kind of cheating how about Hamler and Judy I love that they went and got both yeah. of them no that's money you you completed your, your pass catching core you, Cortland that's Sutton's so your big X you get Judy to be that Z, and then you come back and you get your slot and Hamler, who's just a magnificent deep threat, all to go with Noah Fanta already and Drew Locke. It's amazing how much more fun the Broncos' offense has gotten over the last 365 days. The AFC West had the best, just the best draft. Yeah, they're, they're a fun uh, division. Um, I'll, I'll throw I put, a, oh, Yeah, go ahead. I was going to throw two receivers I just really like who I thought landed on good spots. Pittman with the Colts, Van Jefferson with the Rams. That Jefferson pick is like... <laughs> that receiving core is so damn crafty now. Yeah, the craftiest. It's literally I, it, the craftiest. I, it is. I like. I thought they would have gone with like more of a like a high upside explosive type of guy, like uh, Brandon I, Cooks replacement. Exactly. Yeah. And, but the, the Jefferson thing is just like, okay, try to try to have cover all three of these great route runners, and it's like fuck. <laughs> uh, uh, see, I, I had Epineza here. Which I love. Do you want me to throw another one out? Yeah, go for it. Ben Barch to the Jaguars. I like that pick, yeah. He can either play guard or tackle. I wonder how they'll attack their offensive line with him, but I just, I really like Ben Barch. I think he's a starter uh, maybe year two, year three. Me too. Just very solid football player. 
Uh, we've t- we've talked about a lot of picks. I'm Brand- yeah. Brandon Jones and Robert Hunt also just two Dolphins picks I really liked. Yeah, like I, I like that Brandon Jones fit. Like it, maybe a slightly early, but I'm not gonna complain. You know, yeah, it's the type of guy they need in their secondary. Super high IQ. Yeah, p- plays that that uh, Pat Chung role for them. I like that. Uh, okay, anyone else? Or you want to jump to UDFAs? Let's jump to UDFAs. Uh, All right, just rapid fire me five UDFAs, and I'll rapid fire five back. Okay, so Blankenship, because he's going to be the starting kicker for the Colts. Uh, I, I went with Levert Hill and Javaris Davis, because one of those guys, maybe both, is going to make that team, and I think they could easily make an impact. Uh, how about Dante Olsen with the Eagles? I'm pretty high. I like Dante Olsen in Montana. That Eagles linebacker group is not great. They my my comp to- for Dante Olsen is LJ Fort, who they have. Hey, there you go. Uh, they didn't address it until Davion Taylor, so that's interesting. Uh, one, you, Anthony Gordon, that, he's going to be the Seahawks' backup. Like that's that's it's gonna be good. Uh, I got I with Thad Moss to Washington. I think he could carve himself a. Their Washington tight end group so bad too. Yeah, exactly. That's just uh. Did you name five? I don't know. I got one more. I'll throw Jerry Reed to the Jaguars. I think he'll probably make that team and maybe be a role guy. Okay, now let me eliminate. Uh, okay, my number one's JJ Taylor to the Patriots. Mm-hmm. That's great. My comp was Deion Lewis. This feels right. Yeah. Uh, number two, Jeff Thomas to the Patriots. Because <laughs> we all know I love Jeff Thomas. And I I think he makes that team. Because the receivers are not good. He is mm-hmm. a underrated route runner. And just a tough slot who, if he keeps it together, he a uh, great fit. Um, AJ Green to the Browns. Yeah. I, he was one of my higher guys, the highest guys who didn't get picked. Mm-hmm. Uh, long press corner i think he fits with what they've been drafting uh hunter bryant to the detroit lions just because he was literally my highest player who didn't get picked and and i think he'd be a nice compliment to tj hawkinson as the move tight end yeah for sure um and then daryl williams to the chiefs yeah that's one that's a good low-key one too he should have been drafted developmental interior swing guy for them also i'll throw a six because why not courtney davis to the vikings because the vikings receivers are not good i think courtney davis was certainly worth a draft pick yeah agreed anyway that's everything um so going forward we'll start doing our our next episode will be afc and nfc east draft grades so that'll be fun lots and lots of draft talk so uh Please do come back and listen.